0: Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast NBA Playoff Edition. Today, we are going to be reviewing the first round of the NBA playoffs and previewing the second round of the NBA playoffs. We have our NBA aficionado with us, Mr. Evan Debo. How are you doing today, sir? Good, Martin. I'm curious to find out
1: how many folks are still with us after some major whiffs in the first first round in terms of (laughs) games. uh how long a series would go um award things i mean we got a few right in there but this is not one for the history books
0: i don't think we did as bad as you uh claim it to be there were some major major whiffs but we were not the only ones who whiffed on some i think it was a whole national thing that whiffed on a lot of these yeah, I mean there was just uh, there were some uh some surprises um not really a lot dictated
1: by uh injury per se but just uh it it, it was interesting to see how some things um unfolded. I mean there are a couple things here and there where an injury made a series go an extra game or two um but by and large part I mean it wasn't like hey player player X on this team um was out and it completely flipped who we picked but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll try to be better. That's how this this whole prediction take a shot piece goes. Um, and we've got second round starting here any moment with uh the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. But first, Martin, let's, re- let's recap and start in the
0: west. Where do you want to start
1: for first round?
0: Uh I mean, Evan, we could start with uh your team, the Memphis Grizzlies and my team, the Minnesota Timberwolves want to talk about prediction with I do remember on the last podcast, I said, this could go six. You got to watch out for those T wolves. And you were not hearing it. You were seeing sweet.
1: Yeah, that was that one of my, one of my whiffs. Um, Memphis did pull, pull it out. Um, they, they struck Memphis struggled a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's a testament to, you know, again, the grit and the fight of the Timberwolves. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, you know, just defending Carl Anthony Towns, you know, in their two wins uh, in the series for Minnesota, he had over 30. Um, and then, I mean, Ant-Man going nuts in his first playoff series. I mean, just, I mean, a lot of people are doing a lot of hot shake, uh, a lot of hot take, um early Kobe vibes, everything else. Um, you know, it just was, you know, a pesky, pesky um, theme. Uh, Anthony Edwards averaged 25 a game in the series. Um, you know, nevertheless Memphis pulled itself out. A lot of moments in the series. Um, Martin, we had uh Carl Anthony Towns famously in game five on the road, telling the the crowd to stay quiet uh when they were up um uh with eight minutes to go, they would go on to lose that game. <laughs> and then they they'd lose uh in six too. I mean I I like that. I mean I I I'd hope, you know, maybe this could be uh that thing moving forward of, uh, you know, somewhat of a, a Western Conference competitive rivalry. Obviously Memphis is out on an island kind of being so far east that only New Orleans is, you know, that that far over for a Western Conference team. But, um, I mean, it was a, it was a
0: great series. Yeah, there were times where this series could have gone either way. If I do remember the last three games, Memphis came back from 10 down in the fourth quarter And there were plenty of times Minnesota could have had the game, but they just did not know how to hold a lead in the final minutes of the fourth quarter. Credited to being Carl Anthony Towns being in foul trouble, especially early in the series, where he had more fouls than field goal attempts at the first half of the series. Mm -hmm. To them, just not closing, just idiotic basketball plays like Anthony Edwards is his first playoff series. he did really well but that game five going for the steal on john Morant, which just led him to just turn around and make a layup to win the game if he fronts him, he might not have gets that layup and then who knows what happens in this series you know i love the i love the
1: the competitive edge though of of anthony edwards to say i want this guy i want this guy now granted like i mean it is what it is sometimes you sometimes you win sometimes you lose he he lost he got bit he lost bad there but um yeah, I mean, I, I love the I love the want in him to want to take out or, you know, want to try to shut the water off in the final possession for for the team's best player.
0: I was surprised they didn't have Pat Bev on him. I don't remember if he fouled out at that point in that game five or not, but Anthony Edwards, like you said, wanting to want, which is good on them. But it's interesting, man, because I don't know if it's more the Timberwolves just being super inexperienced and can't hold a lead or more Memphis being young and inexperienced and letting Minnesota just jump ahead of them. Cause we're going to preview their next series and they can't play like they did against Minnesota against golden state. They just can't.
1: No, no. Um, Martin, a, a couple other um, uh, stat points I want to point out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so Desmond Bain was huge in this series, shot yeah. 48% from three, um, uh, 23 and a half uh for the for the series just phenomenal. Um again he was he was high up on on my most improved radar. Um and uh Jaw famously got the award and then there was a video footage of him leaving it on the counter saying, Now nah, this is for you man. Um it just just amazing the leap he's made. I mean they they needed um everything of him. I mean Jaw averaged uh twenty one and ten and a half assists for the series but um Martin, I'm going to throw a number out there. I mean, there to you. Does this surprise you when I say that John Morant shot, um, I believe, 38.5% for the series?
0: It would surprise me if I didn't watch the games. Like, but since I watched all the games and was seeing it happen firsthand, it's like, man, this guy, I don't know what's going on. But throughout this. He
1: didn't have a good
0: series, but that number shocks me, like, that it was that low. Oh, man. I mean, it, but it's one of those things where it's a testament to Memphis. Though, like you said, they have a crazy record without him. So with him even struggling, the people around him are just able to pull it out every time.
1: Yeah. So I mean, Minnesota had in the off season. Um, I, I've already seen NBA Twitter. You know, it's just so so great. at, you know hot takes and everything else. I already mm-hmm. talking about where they could trade Russell to. Um, I think they need. I think they need some more. I mean, they need some more, uh, bench help. I think they need some bench scoring. Um, you know, McLaughlin is a phenomenal find, um, in terms of backup point, um, really good facilitator. Uh, liked what I saw out of him. Um, you know, and Prince gave some good minutes in the series, uh, shout out former, former Cav Baylor product, um, who likes to explain what rebounds are. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love, I love this. This is one of my favorite series. I think we, we thought that going in and um, Memphis moves on Martin. Let's move to uh, thing West. Let's move to, let's see. Um, the Phoenix Suns and the new Orleans Pelicans. So Pelicans obviously a surprise started as a, as a 10 seed, um, worked their way in won two games to make it into the playoffs. Um, and uh, they were pesky Martin. Yes.
0: Yes. They were. Very, very pesky. We do have to point out that Devin Booker was out for a couple of games of this series. And New Orleans had it to a point where it was 2-2, if I remember. Yeah, it was 2-2 going into game five. And Booker was trying to come back game six or whatnot. But Brandon Ingram, like, I just want to highlight, dude, man. 27, 27
1: points a game.
0: 27, 6, and 6. I know hindsight is twenty-twenty. Obviously, the Lakers have gotten one title. They got that in the bubble. But just seeing the, all the people they've traded, like, ball out in other places, the young talent, it's just like, man, if you could have kept someone like Brandon Ingram, seeing how he's ma- matured, man, he's a top 30. I, I, I don't want to say, like, top 20. I would say maybe. Top 20 player in the league right now? He's on the top. You're right. So I I just got a shout out to them. Obviously, to the young head coach over there in New Orleans. Like, he was just playing, like, I feel like a couple years ago. Willie Green, Martin. Oh, yeah. Willie Green. But for me, man, it's all about the point. God, Chris freaking Paul. That final game to close him out, going perfect all over the place probably one of the top closeout games I've seen in my lifetime. NBA playoff
1: record, 14 for 14 in that final game. They needed every, every bit of it. Um, We'll, we'll touch base a little bit about Devin Booker in our second round um, preview here shortly um, in terms of how healthy he is. But I mean, they needed every, every ounce of Chris Paul and Mm -hmm. he's not supposed to be doing that at age 37. Mm -hmm. Um, And he just, yeah, just, phenomenal from him they needed perfection they got perfection and um you know again i i really like new orleans um obviously just a lot of questions with you know you had like prior to game one or game two you had zion doing 360 dunk but (laughs) also looking like a defensive tackle like he's putting on some serious lbs which are a concern he's on the verge of uh um you know being able to be offered a, a mass extension off his rookie deal. Um, it, it, who's, who knows if they're going to give that to him, you know, with the the injury piece. But, you know, I mean, he's still, we've seen enough flashes from him, right? That like, when he's healthy and he plays, he's a bad dude. You add him into the mix. And I mean, I, you know, for the selfishly for my Cavs, like, you know, I really was like, man, like, we could have got I think, C.J. McCollum for what New Orleans got for him. And the hometown kid, obviously, he's a little bit, further down the, the win now uh, pipeline in terms of age. But, I mean, CJ was huge in this series. Um, I mean, all the way around. Larry Nance great defensively. I mean, that's what we saw in Cleveland in, in shots when he, was a, when he uh, wasn't injured. Um, really like New Orleans where they're going, um, but Phoenix, Phoenix advances um, as a, the number one seed
0: taking care of business. I do want to say one thing on Zion, though. It just came out, I think, today or last night, saying that he wants to be in New Orleans going forward
1: said i can't sign that contract fast enough or something along those lines um Pretty well much. no crap uh <laughs> if somebody's offered me a, a jillion dollars not really but you know hundreds of million dollars in a max contract uh yes obviously i have major apprehension if i'm david griffith and the new orleans pelicans on giving that much money to a guy like that um you know, there are ways to be creative, I think, with it. I'm, I, I'm trying to remember what contract was done recently. I don't know if it was Towns' extension or whose, but um, I mean, you can give the face value of the max, but it's really dependent on the player to meet certain criteria on games played, on minutes played, on making um, all-star teams, all those things. Like, if Zion bets on himself, yes, here's the max. And I, I think that's probably the pathway to go um if you're gonna get sniff anywhere close to that what do you think martin
0: yeah i think that's the pathway you need to i agree with what you need to do with him i I guess maybe it's just an old part of me it just rubs me the wrong way how he couldn't play but could do 360 dunks and it was also he stated something like oh if it would have went to game seven he would have played which irks me again because technically game six is your game seven, because if you don't win, you go home. So, I, I don't know, man. I, no, I'm,
1: I'm right there with you. I, I struggle with that. How are you doing 350 dunks before a game and, like, putting out footage and film of you, you know, doing some athletic feats, but you're not good enough to give it a go? I mean, if they, if they had had him and he could give them 15, 16 points a game, 10 boards, two blocks, you know, smaller scale stuff. I mean, this could have gone seven. I mean, mm-hmm. easily. They might have they could have maybe pulled an upset kind of thing. You just don't know where he's at physically. And that scares me if I'm ownership wanting to, to give him um, you know, just a, a blanket extension. Uh, you know, afraid that he's gonna deny it and then two years he could walk kind of thing or you're forced to trade it. Uh trade him somewhere and hope somebody's willing to give you a return. But uh Martin, let's um so from one uh, young up and coming phenom to another. Um, let's talk Luca Magic in the uh, the Dallas Mavericks who took it, out
0: Utah. Is it um, Luca Magic or is it J- Brunson Magic? That's a good point. Jalen Brunson, twenty seven point eight points per game. Um,
1: did you see? I'm sure you did. did you see that absolutely filthy um, crossover in the lane? Yeah. Just drop the dude. I mean, like that was lethal. On a line like Jalen Brunson has has been amazing. That dude is going to get paid this summer big time.
0: Oh, his dad said they're not taking a discount.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't either. Real quick, back, since we're talking about dad, back to Jordan. You see, did you see, T. Morant this morning. Uh, they did a, a clip. I think it was uh, maybe a day or two ago after the game. They asked him what he thought of his series, and he said trash. I did not see. I did Jock, not see that Jock clip. Jaw quoted it. I saw the video clip, and Josh quoted it and goes, "See, guys, I'm telling you. Like, he, he's about how his dad, you know, obviously is, you know, somewhat sarcastic, but also knows his son can do better." And I thought that was funny. Shout, shout out to two dads in that series, Cat's Dad, but um, uh, another instance of a dad here. We're not gonna, we're not gonna take a, a, a discount. And Jalen Brunson absolutely balled out in the series. Um, you know Utah again. Uh, you know you have a really, really good regular season for how long we've been saying this? Martin three, four years, what have you, and then yep. you know can't advance anywhere in the playoffs. Well, um, Evan, it's even been, this, it's, been it this, yeah, it's been longer than that.
0: It's even been longer than that because obviously three, or four years of times of like recording, but we've fans have been saying this since the Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer times where they would have really good regular seasons and couldn't get it done in the playoffs. They really haven't done it in the playoffs since the late 90s.
1: Mitchell, 25-7, 20, 25-5, and five, um, four rebounds uh, a game. Um, but I, I just – this is the end of Utah, man. It has to be right. Yeah, I think it's the end for Quinn Snyder, who's going to be a really coveted coach. If I'm the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on Quinn Snyder to be available. and I'm giving him the job, not just saying, here you go. Mark Jackson, dig us a bigger hole. If you're Sacramento, allegedly who, um, the words tweet yesterday on Saturday, um, based on days we're recording this is apparently a front runner along with Mike Brown, maybe behind him, Golden state warriors, assistant coach, former Cavs head coach, um, I mean, I love Quinn Snyder, how he runs offenses and stuff. I think it's been a, a personnel issue of sorts. Um, you know, and obviously, too, I mean, go back to COVID. There's just bad. There's just, you can't have your two all-stars hate each other. And they, mm-hmm. they hate each other. They absolutely hate each other. There's that stat, what, two, three weeks ago of, um, I think somebody on Reddit found together on, like, how many total passes Donovan Mitchell has given to Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. like over the course of the season and it was like absolutely astounding or like how many percentage what percentage of his his assists went to him like they got they got to they got to blow it up man like we saw with Portland this year I think at a certain point you hit a wall you're not getting anywhere you can like your players you can like the individual production but the goal is to win championships
0: and if you're into win championships I think this is the end of the Utah Jazz as we know it I think I think they're even more disappointing than Portland because Portland in 2019, they've reached their max potential. They made it to a Western Conference Finals and lost to the yep. KD Warriors. And anyone like me, we've talked about, it's like, that was the max they could get to. Maybe if they didn't have KD or whatever, they could have maybe gone a couple games. But Western Conference Finals was the max. Utah never made it to that point. They were never like, oh, the Utah Jazz are four wins away from going to the NBA Finals. Even when I think it was, was it the COVID year where they had a, re- they were the number one seed? had a ridiculous like at home record or something crazy, but yeah, man, I agree. I don't, you get more if you get rid of Donovan, even though Donovan's your best player, it's going to be one of those things like do they want to get more back or do they want to continue building around Donovan and get rid of Gobert?
1: Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the market for Gobert? I mean, again, like I think I'll be honest. I mean, like, I think he got, I can't remember where he finished in the, the defensive player of the year, um, which we both have marked smart for, but um, I think he deserved to be up there. And again, just, I felt bad, you know, again, it's voter atrophy. People don't like giving the best player in his position, you know, however many he's you know, still doubt defensively. He's a problem. Um, but, you know, when you get in the playoffs, the issue is people, you know, people will switch, find them, pull them out. Um, to the perimeter, and they'll they'll dance on him or blow by, and it's just a different story versus regular season. He's just a defensive anchor back there, you know, uh, erasing bad individual defense from teammates, and that's such a reliable piece to have sitting behind you, uh, just knowing you got that eraser back there. But I just don't know what what the market is. I mean, the league is centers are back. I think um, you know, and the Cavs again three have three seven footers. Look at. Um, you know, the Sixers um look at again, Memphis really struggled with far length and town. Um, you know, centers are back, but unless you've got a really big individual guy like an Embiid, like a town, like a Jokic, um, you know, the league is really going towards those those rim runners who can also shoot. And Gobert consistently cannot shoot and has shown no development to add a jumper. Um, I I just wonder what the market is. I mean I I think you'd get a, a a big flashy return for Mitchell, there's going to be another player out there, Martin, who's, um, you know, once out somewhere
0: and Mitchell could be, you know, what, what gets them to Utah. Uh, two things. One, I do want to go back. Cause we did speak about John, his dad. And the two things on that is that was cool. Seeing usher be side by side with John Morant's dad. Since they say that Which one was up, his dad. Uh, that was funny. And the other one on that one is, the dunk. What, how did you feel when you saw that dunk live?
1: Uh, best playoff dunk I've ever seen in my life.
0: Okay. Okay. And now coming back that was, to that was now coming back to Utah, I just want to say this out loud, Laker fans. Unless you're trading the next fifty years of your life, you guys are not getting Donovan Mitchell. Let's just cut that out right now. I've already started to see it on NBA Twitter. You know sure. going see. I was gonna say you know we're gonna see it. We could get Donovan Mitchell. When you're paying Russell uh, Westbrook forty four million, yeah, cap work to nothing. Yeah, paying him forty four million. I think you're gonna add another max type player? But all right, let's continue with the West. We had then Golden State against the Denver Nuggets. This one, I was say, I did say, if uh, Steph Curry does not play a game. One or doesn't play in this series, they're going to lose. Obviously, he played game one. He played in the series. He came off the bench, which is a thing I respect a lot, too, to get his legs back. And they uh they cruised past the Nuggets. Obviously, the Nuggets were extremely shorthanded. And I was still hoping that Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. could come back. They did not. Golden State won in uh, four games to one. But I feel like, Evan, this wasn't even about Steph. This wasn't about the Splash Brothers. It wasn't about the Joker. This was about Mr. Poole, man. He, I think it's safe to say he has officially arrived.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely officially arrived. Um, you know, I, I actually think uh, Jordan didn't have that great of a series, but I think it, you saw more of, uh, you know, the full-on Golden State experience where, you know, Clay, um, you know, Clay wasn't, you know – a complete killer in the series. I mean, he did average 22. Steph averaged 28. Um, but you got enough from from Wiggins, from uh, Draymond on both sides of the ball. That strip on Jokic, I sent you in the the DMs yes. on Twitter. Just filthy, filthy backyard fourth grade. I'm taking your lunchbox. Get over it. I mean, that was that was disgusting. Um, poke away. I, like I, he's just a marvel to watch defensively, but. I think it was more of that. Yeah, pools on the scene. He averaged he averaged 21. So, I mean, like, they really they spread the wealth. I mean, all, you got three of your five starters averaging 20. I mean, that's tough, again, is just it, for the um, Nuggets, you know, just not having Murray, not having Porter Jr. Uh, it, it just was, hey, just outgunned. I mean, it is what it is. I'm excited to see those guys come back next year and see what else they can do, what other pieces they can add. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the Golden State experience is, is back and in, in furious uh, i'm curious to see how uh, how they progress and I, I mean i think they've certainly got a good chance um you know coming into the the second round here to to make it to the west finals um and potentially the finals again
0: what did you think of Draymond's comments about some players they're only built for the regular season but when it comes to the playoffs they are not really about this type of life what did you think of those comments
1: so on the surface, I mean obviously you think it you think it's directed towards uh you know, Jokic and maybe time will tell us that it is. Um, you know, I think this I think if you look at it more broadly, um and I'm trying to give Draymond the benefit of the doubt, which is crazy I'm saying that, but like, you know, looking at what we just talked about with Utah, absolutely, that quote stands true. Um if you look at I'm trying to remember some other other teams didn't make it. I mean, who knows what we might see with, you know, the Hawks and Trey Young over time too. I mean, that could be another instance of that. Um, I, I definitely think it's it's true, but I, obviously I felt like it was direct, directed towards the Nuggets who are outgunned, and it's easy to say, hey, when you've got all four wheels on the tire and, you know, you're cruising 75 miles an hour passing a car with one wheel and three flaps, that um, like, yeah, you guys suck. But, like, I, I'm trying to give Draymond the benefit of the doubt here.
0: I would also want to say, if it was to Jokic, Duke did average thirty-one and thirteen and five in the series. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, he tried. He was just undermanned If Jamal Murray and Michael Porter would have been playing, I don't. I think the Warriors still win, but it could have been that series could still be going on. What can you? I think so, Martin. Last thing. Last thing on
1: the West um, of note. I just wanted to. Uh, Say before we flip it east, real quick, um, uh, Dallas, Dallas Maverick, um, the first playoff series win since um, the finals with the new head coach Jason Kidd since the 2011 finals.
0: Yep, that's crazy.
1: Um, additionally, too, so uh, I I always like cringe somewhat, but sometimes they're worth saying it's like I'm 50 50 on this. Um, When people start throwing out crazy names and short sample sizes, but um, Luca through his first 16 career playoff games is shooting 49%, um, averaging 32.9 and uh, 8.8. The only player to average more points per game in playoff history on this pace, .7 away is one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Mm-hmm. Small, very small sample size. Luca's got a long way to go, but. Um, yeah, they uh, there's so many teams that want nothing to do with Luka Doncic, and he's 23. I- I'm excited to see how things go. Martin, let's go. Let's go with a sweep. We did get switching east, the Brooklyn Nets, the one no
0: one expected.
1: No one expected that after the game one we saw. Um, no one, ex- no one expected that, and uh, we're swept by phenomenal. A phenomenal defensive performance from the Boston Celtics, just masterful all the way across the board. Um, you saw, you know, Tatum Tatum go toe to toe against Durant, and I mean, really, really struggled. Um, you know, offensively, Brooklyn just uh, they did the two the two wing out thing with Kyrie and Durant, and your turn, Mike turn stuff, and you know, and Bruce bound Bruce Brown doing that zone cutter piece it, it, in the um, in the lane and in the dunker spot, you know, those kinds of things, but. Um, You know, whether it was Claxton, um, they've been missing it. Story could have used Harris in this series um, in terms of just stretching the floor again, opening up the lane. But I mean, it just I mean, Boston had an answer for everything. They switched everything. You saw Horford on Durant. You saw Smart on Durant. You saw Tatum. You saw Brown. Um, You saw, you know, off the bench. You saw uh, Grant Williams. Uh, They got Time Lord back the last two games. Um, a, a huge eraser. I mean, he might have given Marcus a run for his money for defensive player of the year if he have played a full season. Um, so he's he's back. Um, Boston just looked incredible. I mean, I think of any of the teams I saw, Martin, that um, that played in the first round. I mean, I if you could reseed the teams, would you put Boston first? Yes, I would do. Other other thoughts on net. Uh, Celtics. Um, anything in particular? I've seen Steve Nash take undeserved heat. Who um, doesn't doesn't deserve? He's had however many starting lineups. They traded how many players throughout the season? He didn't have Kyrie. Get, let that man live.
0: So first, I want to focus fully on Boston, and then just talk about the Nets because the Nets are obviously the biggest story. The way Boston play defense that whole series was just incredible kevin durant is one of the greatest scorers of all time and they made that dude look so uncomfortable the whole series like it was just ridiculous game four it was inefficient but he did have 30 plus points 38
1: percent from the field in the series
0: but Evan, I'm starting to think this series was over after game one. Like with the way Kyrie went off, and then Boston, great ball movement. Tatum got that layup for the win. That was maybe Brooklyn's only, only chance. I'll, it's not the same stakes, but I'll compare it to when the NBA finals, where LeBron had 50 and we had the J.R. Smith blunder. If the Cavs win that game, momentum's maybe different. If Boston would have won that game, I mean, if Brooklyn would have beat the Nets in that game one and Tatum doesn't make that game winner, maybe momentum's different. But ever since that game winner, those games, it's just you never thought Boston was going to lose. There was never a point where Brooklyn's like, oh, they're going to finally win. It was just like, no, it's easy money for them and kudos to them. Jason Tatum now has entered his name into the top like 10 players in the league conversation. I did say – I saw people saying he's better than Kevin. I wouldn't go that far, but he's definitely in the top ten. This might ten. be –
1: this could be a torch-passing game looking back, but I think I that, think you know, Kevin Durant's getting up there age-wise. Obviously, you know, slew of injuries over time, but, you know, this we could be on our way to um, looking at that conversation more fully. I don't think we're there yet, like you said. played him twenty nine and a half, seven point three 7.3 assists per game. Four and a half rebounds per game. Shot 868 percent from the foul line. Forty two percent from three. Uh, was just masterful defensively against Durant. I mean, just uh, impressive. I'm really excited for for the next uh, next round of Boston to see um, where they go. So then, from the Brooklyn standpoint, do you want to go first? Are you giving Kyrie? Ty- are you giving Kyrie money? No. I might be in the minority. I'm not doing it. Um, I, nope. I cannot do it. I can't. As spectacular as he is, I know the world is it's too much. Too much. He's just too much of a of a distraction, man. He's he's getting close to Carol Owens if he was crazy injured. Like the off off the court stuff, the stage in the locker room. The I have care, I don't care, just everything. Like it's it's just amazing. Um, Still a phenomenal basketball player, phenomenally skilled, can take over a game. But I just he can't be he can't be your second fiddle. I think he could be a great third fiddle if he's motivated. I don't think you can rely on him for 82 games in the playoffs. Well, in, in which case that exempts you out of max money for me.
0: There's another person who you can't rely on and let's just get it over with uh, Benjamin Simmons. So he, we all know coming
1: back for game 10, Martin.
0: He's coming back for game 10. He was going to come back for game three. No. Yeah. He was going to come back for game four. And then he said, Oh no, something's hurting my back. I'm not coming back. And then he, after the series, like, oh, it was a mental thing that hurt his back. Dude hasn't played. It'll be a full 365 days. I, I'm just going to be honest, man. I am sick and freaking tired of the Ben Simmons story. I truly am. And this truly all started. Just because Doc Rivers was asked, do you think you can win a championship with Ben Simmons after they got bounced last year in the second round to the Atlanta Hawks? As he passed up the no dunk hurt around the world on a five foot nine inch Trey Young when he's 6'10 and his feelings were hurt. He didn't want to play for Philadelphia. He gets traded, doesn't play a game for the Nets. And here we are going in the offseason. I can't even say definitively if he'll come back for the opening uh season in October, but ah. listeners, if you get a chance,
1: go listen to the Stephen A. Smith rant right after this game. It is just absolutely absolutely masterful, incredibly accurate for a guy who does a lot of hot takes and he's there to sell clicks, um, mm-hmm. to get um, retweets and, you know, to say a bunch of stuff, um, you know, way more tactfully than uh, you know, the skip Baylesses and stuff of the world. But he was he was on his his best game with his assessment of here of Ben Simmons. Listen guys, Ben Simmons quit on the Louisiana State Tigers. He quit on the Philadelphia seventy sixers. He's now uh when the when the chips are down, quit on Brooklyn who went out of their way to move on from uh move on and invest in him from James Harden. Um, you know, I think I think the Nets are still gonna they do not I mean, do not need to bend over backwards for Ben Simmons, but I think you're still going to see them, you know, piling, working with his team, his agent, you know, oh, we get it. Just, you know, it was, he probably would have been ready later on. We just didn't make it where we wanted. They're going to deflect a lot. They're going to give them the benefit of the doubt more than they need to. Um, Cause they're trying to be the, um, you know, they're trying to be the, the supportive new, new boyfriend type thing. A uh, new girlfriend type thing, but um, you know, I I don't think Ben deserves that. He doesn't deserve any more touches. Um, you know, I think we could be spiraling towards like something where they just want to get rid of the dude, and we're talking two years from now. Um, you know, he hasn't played, or he's playing, he's just interested, and somehow he ends up on. You know, the Lakers need a hail mary, and he ends up there with LeBron or something. If LeBron himself hasn't moved on, so.
0: Um, I'm just throwing crazy stuff out there, but this is a crazy situation. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, the poster child of doesn't want to work of now what everyone has been memeing. And the one thing I truly agree, besides the quitting of with Stephen A on this, is Ben Simmons is going to have a lot of players pissed at him when that collective bargaining agreement, because the owners aren't having this again. No way. No No way. Like it's gonna be, you pay if you don't play, you are not getting paid. Like there's gonna be pay to play. Yeah. Even they called it the Ben Simmons rule. And I 100% agree. Like if I'm in a position where I'm paying you millions of dollars, but you're not even on the court, and you're dressing like it's some Fashion Nova concert, no. Mm-hmm. And he's contesting
1: Martin uh, lost wages, yeah. um, for not paying twenty million a single game not playing a single game for two different teams this year. Um, just, just a joke, like, in terms of, like, it's one of those things that puts, you know, puts society uh, on par again with, uh, you know, the high-level, high-stakes basketball world um, of, you know, only X amount of people in the world get to play professional basketball. So, you know, they command a certain salary. But at a certain point, there are some common expectations of if you want paid, you show up to work. Ben Simmons does not show up to work. And you're right. When, when they redo the CBA, like there will be a Ben Simmons clause over this where owners, you know, aren't going to want to go through this. Like I, I see this, this is going to be something that's not settled inside the NBA in terms of his, uh, you know, what I can get, what I can't. I mean, money buys some really good lawyers. Um, I think this will be settled outside. You'll see, you know, US district court or whatever feels rolls in favor or against him is trying to collect this money again from his employer. Like, it's it, it's a disaster all the way around. Um, just ama- amazing to watch this un- unfold. I'm tired of it, though, at the same time. Um, but, Martin, one thing I'm not tired of watching um, is the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champ. Yeah, I mean... You saw Giannis. You saw... Um, you saw Middleton out, um, you know, nursing, a, a knee injury sustained. Um, and, uh, you know, despite that they were able to, uh, put away, you know, the fledgling Chicago bulls. I mean, from, from being the one speed close to the all-star break or at the all-star break, I can't remember, but to where they were, I think they ended up going like 1329. I'm just throwing numbers out there that I know are you know, not too far off. Um can't remember the exact win loss off the top of my head, but um uh the first game or two, DeRozan just atrocious game, you know, I'm not gonna have that again kind of thing. Um and I mean he ended up pulling back a little bit better in the series, but just the length of Milwaukee, the depth. Um Martin, so like in in lieu of Chris Middleton, um
0: it was the Grayson Allen show off the bench, man. He was yes. phenomenal. Yes, he was. He was as much as I hate all Duke Blue Devils to a ex- certain extent, he was really good. It, I, I just
1: hate Blue, Duke Blue Devils who routinely play
0: dirty and trip people. But. Yeah, <laughs> but he was phenomenal. This series, though, we did call this right in five. I, did, I said Chicago was going to win game three at home. I was one off. They actually won game two in Milwaukee, then Milwaukee. But we call this one good. So, you know, we have to, had to pat ourselves on the back. We said it wouldn't go past five. Yeah, I mean, so
1: that sets up. We'll we'll get to the we'll get to the preview here shortly. Um, that sets up a what I think is going to be a phenomenal series between Milwaukee and Boston that's going on live. I've been trying not no spoilers. If you got that up on other TV, I've been trying to. Uh, I'll fast forward and get caught up here when we're done recording. But I think the winner of the of this second round matchup here, Martin's going to the NBA Finals.
0: Yeah, I, I I do agree. Even though we'll get to the other preview, who I I do really do like the Miami Heat, but I just don't think they'll have. Let not to do
1: disservice to to Milwaukee. I mean, again, we we did the touch points. You know, I think I like the depth. I like Fortis. Um, I like uh, I like Grayson Allen. Um, you know, I Pat Jonathan. Um, you know, they just, they've got some extra, extra help. I think this year to already a championship level team, um, from last year, I don't want to do disservice by jumping into the heat real quick, but, um, one for the sake of time. And then, you know, two, again, it just, Hey, sometimes you do a good job you do a good job. There's not a whole lot more to say, um, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, how that series went, but let's jump over to the heat Hawks. Um, Hawks were able to steal a game. Miami takes this in five. Martin, what did you see out of out of the Heat? Um, the who finished the regular season, the number one seed in the East.
0: Stifling defense on Trey. Stifling freaking defense. That man who did beat they did beat the Cavs to get that final playing spot. Unfortunately, was it was tough. If we had our all, all of our horses, it would have been a different story. But Trey Young, man, this is a dude who's a twenty plus scorer per game in his sleep, averaged 15, uh, five rebounds, six assists. His shooting percentages were not good at all. They just put him on the cuffs, man. I don't even remember the game. They won game three. Okay, they won that by one point. I was like, what game did they even win? And my other thing is just that from going from someone like Ben Simmons, who now doesn't come to work, doesn't play hard, all of that, to a guy who epitomizes that. Jimmy Butler makes every team he has gone to significantly better. And, like, and he's not. Jimmy Butler was possessed. He's not a superstar. He's not, like, someone you're going to marquee and put all stuff. But, dude averaged 37-5 and in this series. Obviously, in the bubble, they went to the NBA Finals. Obviously, when he was on the Sixers, when he left, there was a time where they couldn't do anything. If Jimmy Butler was still on the Sixers, that would be a title favorite right now elevated Minnesota for a bit when he was there obviously no stuff in Chicago he's my type of player man just doesn't cause problems plays hard the Miami Heat have winning culture from Spolster to Riley on down I do like the Miami Heat team a lot and Atlanta was just no match for him yeah
1: I mean I think just the, the defense they did on the Hawks the number they did on them I mean if you can all trade Young younger fifteen points a game through a five a five game playoff series. I mean that I mean even with the dude gets, at the very least the dude gets to the line. Um can get to the line, you know, between eight and twelve times a game, like to get his points if he's, you know, chucking and missing. Like they didn't foul either. Like to inflate his stats. Like it just I think it was a facilitation issue, obviously a talent disparity. Miami shoots the ball well. I mean Jimmy Butler just I mean, he just kinda has been a, a stable offensive of East, but I mean he just he just exploded in this series. The forty three percent three point stuff in addition to the defense really stood out to me. Um, you know, they had Vic Oladipo in two games. Um he's he's on the the comeback. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to uh to get him involved. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw, you saw Max Struess, um, you know, coming in, Duncan Robinson. I mean, just the, the three point specialists they have available, Martin, just, um, I mean, it's, it's lethal when they're on, they're on and that's been their MO. Um, you know, since they made the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble, um, Martin, any other, any other thoughts on the series before we go, um, north of the border and to the
0: victory bell or victory bell, the whistle bell only thing sorry it wasn't the Cavs in this spot
1: i know i know but so consolation prize again we um i'm very vested in two weeks from uh tuesday night the nba draft lottery the Cavs are too good of a team to be with really the other teams but they are. And just this weird, how this weird playing format goes. So, you know, you have a, a 10, a nine and a 10 seed advancing, um, you know, through, and now we're, we've got our, we get to keep our picks in the Karis LeVert trade. Um, we've got, uh, so, I mean, chances are, I mean, that 14 pick never moves. So you're looking right where there could be, uh, um, uh, the, the Kansas, you've got a lot of wing options there. Um, and I'm just, Let's get the home state kid, man. Malachi Branham all the way. Ak- Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Like, it's just, we got the pipeline. let It ain't broke. Let's, let's let's get it. Let's grab him if he's there. So, I'm excited for that. I mean, there's a point o oh one percent chance to move up to get a higher pick. But I think there's some really good wings. I think there's a really, um, you know, deep draft where you can find some talent there. Um, historically, you've seen, um, you know, Giannis draft uh you know where he's in the teams there's there's quality folks to be found and it's just you know you're you got to put your your talent and stuff in there so there's my there's my uh 30 second Cavs field but uh yeah let's, sh- let's shift over to sixers and raptors yeah let's
0: go up to the border and this series was <laughs> sixers win in six and you when you hear that out loud you're just like okay competitive series Philadelphia was up three games, 2-0. Game three, obviously, was a Joe Embiid uh, game-winning shot in overtime. So when you hear Philadelphia 1-6, but they were up 3-0, Evan, I'm not going to lie, man, I was getting very nervous for Doc and the boys. I thought they were going to be the first team in NBA history to blow a 3-0 lead as Doc Rivers has blown 3-1 leads. Multiple times in the playoffs throughout, I think it's different eras too. That's my biggest thing. And obviously, Joel B now getting hurt and how that affected how that's going to affect the next series. And James Harden really not being James Harden at all. But were you at all no. si- sitting there thinking, like, oh, they might blow a 3 0 lead if they don't win game six? So I let off the pod talking about.
1: You know, the, we really didn't see a major star uh and being lost, you know, that really swung a series another way to create an upset. But we were we were almost there. I mean, Dwell's had the the um the hand issue that he's gonna have to have surgery on the offseason. He's gritting through the pain. Um and then, you know, again they ended up they ended up playing an extra game. They got dogs, um it, uh by um Toronto, you know, in a, a game that hey, if, if you take care of business, you're not even in the spot where you know Joel's in for the second part, he's not traveling they just announced the last hour to Miami's first two games um so he's out indefinitely right now with a, another orbital fracture, so we are gonna see the mass back uh on Joel and uh um you know he had a concussion too um so who knows what his timetable is? It does not look pretty, and i we're well past James Harden putting a team on his back and uh and going to town with a bunch of shooters like it it ain't gonna happen I think Miami's gonna um I think Miami's advancing but I mean this could be a quick series that way too it's just yeah tougher I mean I tougher for Philly with Joel and the kind of MVP season he's had I mean he clearly wasn't the same um you know he still put up points 26, 26 uh in the sixth game but um you know again it Kudos to Toronto. Um, you know, their their switchy uh wings they have. Um, you know, play throw a number of bodies. Piacum was great. Um uh Fred VanVleet kinda of tailed off a little bit, but I mean he got injured too and left. Um, I think game three, game four. Um, Scotty Barnes is banged up too. Um I mean again, I think the Raptors have a formula going, I think now they had a heck of a turnaround, you know, to for an awful start to get back in the playoff picture. But um yeah, I mean this you're right. This could have this could have easily gone if Joel didn't end up getting through and playing. This usually could have been a flip from a three oh to uh a four three.
0: And I also do want to say with the Raptors, no issue with dude, but huge recency bias. Scotty Barnes was not the rookie of the year, not even being biased. It should have been Evan Mobley. He
1: he doesn't play defense. Nobody affects
0: the game defensively like him. Everybody just looks at the
1: points. They they compare all the candidates up, and they say, hey, he scored a bunch of points, yada, yada, yada. Um, He averaged more points is what I mean to say than than him, and people say, "Well, he's just that much better. It was as close, I think, of a vote as it's ever been, um, since they started this rookie of the year format, I think, but, um, this new format, but, um, yeah, I'm with you. just severely disappointed. Sorry, Toronto.
0: But that's really all I have to say on them on a conservative of time to make sure we are, um, within our time constraints. I don't have much to say about, uh, Philadelphia anymore besides previewing their next matchup. Well, let's do exactly that. So, Martin,
1: uh, it sounds like from how we discussed the first, uh, how the first round went here at length, um, I think we both have Miami over Philly. Yes. Did you have
0: have this in four, five, six, or seven? So it came out today at time of recording that Joel Embiid could be back as early as game three. Obviously, you take those with a grain of salt. but I have this. If he doesn't come back, I have this over in five. I do. I have Miami in five.
1: I've got. i got Miami and I got Miami in five as well. I just think it, just way too many, way too many dudes can just get white hot um, from behind the arc. Um, the defense is phenomenal, like we know a, a Coach foe team to be, um, and you know, injuries, injuries are just the ultimate killer, right? Um, you know, I, I think this could have been, you know, much more competitive series. Um, you know, and it could have been one that were six or seven if Terrell was, was fully healthy, but, um, it's just, yeah, just tough. And, you know, I, we just, we haven't seen enough good things out of James Harden for me to say anything other than five. So, I mean, don't throw out, don't throw out sweet, but I
0: said sweep a lot last last pod, and uh, I was wrong, so five five on this one. Uh, James James could change his legacy though. He could change his legacy if he pulls this out. His whole narrative will change if he could do it. And
1: I could find 500 bucks laying in my driveway. I could. <laughs> I could find 500 bucks in my driveway. I ain't going to find it, Martin. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think he's going to change his legacy here. All right, Fair. so I, I already kind of laid the Played the train track before the train here. I think this is going to determine who goes, much like Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee last year. I think this is the round, I think this is the series that determines who's coming out of the Eastern Conference. And I, you're right, my, the Miami Heat will have much to say about this um, in a potential East Finals matchup. But, Martin, I'm just, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get caught up here afterwards, after we, we hang up. Um, there's just so many, so many nuanced pieces here of, you know, how does you've got Drew Holiday is, um, you know, he's he's definitely declining a little bit, but phenomenal defensive guard against the big wings of Boston. Um, you've got the same, same piece of Boston and Marcus Smart, you know, the other way, um, just such a great defensive unit there. Um, but obviously you got a lot more size and you got a lot more depth. Um, you know, I think in a vacuum, you know, Boston thought to come out, execute. They did a phenomenal job against Brooklyn. But, I mean, you know, the defensive game plan was, you know, let's just let's let Kyrie and Kevin shoot themselves into a, um, into oblivion because we really know that the other three folks on the court, whoever they're going to be, aren't going to be great. Um, you know, in, the, in, in a vacuum, too, like, that makes you look really, really good when you've got two guys to defend. I mean, they got a lot more to defend now. Um, you know, Chris Middleton's knee health, concerns me a little bit in terms of, you know, how how healthy he'll be able to be. Um this one's tough for me, Martin. It's tough. I d I don't know. I think for sure for sure I feel like this could be a this has to be a six or seven game series um minimum uh for on the sixth side. Um on I I'm just gonna say seven. I think it's I think it's complete I think mean, it's complete toss up. I'm given recency bias to the defending champs and say I'm going to I guess I'm going to take Milwaukee in seven I'm not confident about it because Boston's balling out right now Martin what do you think
0: without Chris I don't think Milwaukee can beat Boston and I think it's recency bias for me just because of what I just saw Milwaukee do to a person you and I have said is one of the top two, three best players in the NBA and how they just made him look like he was not one of those people. Obviously, I feel like Boston is going to implement what Kawhi and them did in 2019 with Giannis and Jason will be on. Giannis will throw bodies. They'll do the wall. I just feel like without Chris, they just I don't think they can beat Boston in home court. That means game seven would be in TD Garden and I just don't but I don't think. But I think Boston in seven.
1: I like that we're going with two different two different um, teams here. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's tough for me. I think it's splitting hairs uh, that obviously the Milton piece um, does not does not bode well for for Milwaukee. There's going to be a lot um, a lot that they would lose. Um, you know, if he's not able to play. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be the best series we've got here in the second round. Um, I think there's potential in the Golden State Memphis, uh, matchup too. So let's, let's switch over. Let's switch over to the West. Um, so recapping, we both have the heat in five. Um, how many games did you say for Milwaukee Boston? Boston and seven. Boston seven. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I and I think both teams are capable of taking it in six, you know, just depending on how things go, but I that's gonna be a great series. So Golden State and Memphis. And this one's this one's equally tough for me. I think it goes I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna go seven. Um you know, I think I think this is definitely more of Memphis's matchup, you know, not having the size. So I did some I did some digging, Martin, on this and I went back and looked. So I think you can throw out so Memphis took the series third or season series three one. Um, over Golden State. In the last game, complete blowout, it was 123 98. I think we can take that off the board. Um, why I think this is going to go seven. So, if you look at the other three games, and so, uh, which would be Memphis takes a two one, they're all close. One of them kept uh, one in overtime. Um, if you add up all the the scores, it was only Memphis plus three in the three other games. Um, so why I take the blowout out, I, I do need to say too. So, there was no Curry in that game, there was no Clay Thompson in that game. Um, it, it, they didn't have all their horses um I think obviously you're gonna see a way different Golden State team. I think Golden State's firing on all cylinders um you know it's tough for me um i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with my my outlier Memphis Grizz, even though uh, I think you know things are definitely trending golden state's way I'm gonna say Memphis Memphis
0: in seven. So I was thinking, too, when they played Minnesota, that Memphis is a young, young team. So they maybe were playing to the level of their competition. But now with the Warriors coming in, this is a team that's been to multiple NBA finals, have won multiple titles. If you think about it in this standpoint, if the Golden State Warriors win a title this year, Steph Curry would have four championships. And this is a guy for people who know like the 20 MVP Steph Curry. The beginning of his career, he was out a lot of games because of ankle injuries. So just imagine if he would have stayed healthy and all the stuff they would have had. I I do like Memphis. That's the thing. I don't want to sound like I don't like Memphis. I like Memphis a lot. I like John Morant. I like the team and all of that. But I just feel like a lot the tone is going to be set this game one. and Memphis has home home court I think Golden State has to finish this in six, so I'm going to take Golden State in six.
1: Mm. So all right, so we've got. I think the two the two toughest series. I think we both got you know, obviously different picks. Um, you know, again, I definitely think things are trending Golden State's way. Um, Memphis is clearly the dog. I, w- I want across any team. I think to to keep going, they remind me a lot of where they're at now. Remind or just. Kind of gets me thinking of like where the Cavs could be in three years, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, continuing their ascension too. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely trending in a really good way towards Golden State. So I'm all but saying I do expect Golden State to win, but I'm not picking them. Um, So, Martin, let's go to our last series here Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Lucas. Um, And Brunson. And Brunson. (laughs) And Brunson, Martin, like I think, I think this is going six, potentially seven too. Um, I think I'm going to give Phoenix the edge, but I really, I am going to let me do that. I'm going to take Phoenix and six, but I do not feel comfortable or confident in it. Um, I still think some of the some of the deep seated issues from last year are the same case with Phoenix that you know they just don't. I just don't feel like they have the depth. It, not that necessarily Dallas Dallas does, but I mean, a certain any given night that can trip you up, and especially depth is an issue when you don't know what Devin Booker is. So the Suns were fined I fined twenty five thousand dollars yesterday for not disclosing an appropriate amount of time prior to the game that Booker was going to play. And when we say play, Martin, he he logged thirty two minutes and only had thirteen points he did not look good. I like, I know he was all, you know, grin ear to ear post game. They're wearing the, you know, the, um, the FJ Crowder shirts, which I mean, just say the full thing. I agree. I still don't like Jake Crowder. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I'm picking the songs in six. I'm really worried about Booker's health. Um, and then when you, I think both things are equal on the, the lack of depth side of things. And if it's two stars versus two stars, obviously, the score of all scorers, you know, is, is Luca in my eyes with a dev, with Devin close to a 1B, but if Devin, you know, not anywhere near the Devin we know and by all accounts, like the last showing I've seen, isn't it, I'm really worried for the sun. Um I am, I'm still going to pick, you know, Phoenix with the experience and everything else, but I don't feel good about it.
0: Yeah. This one is tough just because we don't know, like if Devin's going to, Before Devin got hurt, he was cooking uh, the Pelicans. Like he was on fire. And then obviously with Chris Paul's final performance, but the way the Mavs play, I think we said at the beginning of the year, too, and like in the playoffs, Mavs are a very sneaky team. They're a team you don't want to play against. Ever since they got rid of Porzingis, they've just been trending upward. But look, man, just like you are with Memphis, with the Phoenix Suns since last year, I like this team, so I'm taking the Suns. I'm taking the same amount of games as you. Suns and six. Won't be surprised if Dallas actually wins with the upset, just because of how – we don't know how injured Devin really is still, but I got to take the L7C Suns and six.
1: All right, so we're in agreement there. We're in agreement on two of our series, so we'll see who's right on the other two um, and, and go from there. So, Martin, anything else as we wrap up? Obviously, the awards were – um uh release um you know all by four
0: we have an, no MVP correct no no MVP yet last thing we got was most improved and rookie yeah, that of was year.
1: surprising to me again Jordan Poole wasn't even a top three finalist I think I don't even think he was the most improved on his own team. Like that's why Jaw gave it to to Desmond Bain. Like I just yeah um perplexing. Um obviously we talk about rookie of the year issues, Coach of the Year we agree with um defensive player of the year we we both said Marcus Smart um for love of everything man can we if we're going to make the important if we're going to make uh, like a higher level of uh if we're going to place a high level of emphasis on you know having former ex players like Vince Carter and um you know some of these other folks come back can we not like just roll in a TV from the IT shop and have like zoom like let's let's do it in person like I know that this, this the um you know Celtics end up doing that, um when with the presentation that's smart, but like can we do we have to zoom people? Like <laughs> if it's gonna be a thing, just do it. Do it in full. So that's my one petty gripe, but um we'll see we'll see. I think we said you said Joker and I said Embiid for MVP, so we shall
0: yeah. see. Yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna get that one. But the only other thing I wanna add is obviously Boston and Milwaukee are going on right now at time of recording. And then right after that is Golden State and Memphis. The two series that we disagree on are back-to-back on a Sunday afternoon. You can't ask for anything better than that. And on a sadder note, uh, Gigi Bryant would have been 16 years old today, if not for the uh, accident. So I just want to say happy birthday. And I know that the first day of May will always hurt. bryant family because of that so just wanted to pay some respects in that regard absolutely martin it
1: just continues to to haunt our our memory of of basketball of where we knew both were going to continue to leave their mark um you know on the sport uh, in their own right uh and you know again just uh i think we all remember where we're I mean, everybody remembers where they were when they yep. read that tweet, saw the news, and, you know, everything else that's come from it. So just a horrendous accident. I still can't believe it on both accounts. Um, but, uh, you know, again, um, you know, basketball is better for, you know, the time that we did have them on the third. So.
0: And then with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. NBA, man, we're in the conference semis. There's a lot of good series on there. Make sure you uh, watch them to remind us who, what we got right, what we got wrong. We'll be back to preview the second round. I mean, review the second round and preview the conference finals. And by that time, we may have MVP. I don't know, but hopefully. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to L7C Podcast. Signing up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel follow us on all social media platforms and we'll be talking to you guys soon take care